Hello, listeners. Jess here. Have you heard our newest show, Winnie Taylor's Fourth and Inches? Winnie Taylor is just a teenager when her mother dies, sending her to Cleveland to reunite with her dad, a former football player. It's an inspirational story about sports, family, and learning to overcome the barriers that hold us back. Winnie Taylor's Fourth and Inches has something for everyone. Action-packed football games, a story about friendship, and a father-daughter story that will warm everyone's heart. I know you're going to love it. Follow Winnie Taylor's Fourth and Inches wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free with a GZM family subscription. Head to gzmshows.com for more. Gotta get out of these chains. No use trying to get free, Badger. Make this easier on yourself by simply answering my question. The four. The Fantastic Four? Great comic, lousy film. How do you screw up Dr. Doom? Enough! I tried to make this easy on you, but you leave me no choice. You may remember my friends. This is gonna be fun. Gentlemen, tase any kids lately? No? I mean, surely there's a friendlier way to catch people, isn't there? Look, let's practice. Yeah, right, freak. You know who I run really fast? Turns out, my arms move really fast, too. Look, no handcuffs. Thanks for the hospitality. See you later, guys. I'm off to record Six Minutes Rewind. Just a heads up to the listeners, this show is for people who have already listened to all of Six Minutes. There will be spoilers. There are kids in this world who are different. Special. They look like us and they act like us. But they are not us. And one of them is missing. It's Jess Fisher. I'm here with Six Minutes creators Chris Terry and David Kreisman. Today we are talking about episodes 25 through 27, Six Minutes Without Holiday, Six Minutes with the Principal, and Six Minutes Searching for Badger. Our special guest today is the man who plays both Mr. Strain and Carl in Six Minutes. Mr. Strain and Carl! GCM All-Star Graham Rowett. Did I pronounce your last name correctly? (laughs) Uh, Rowett. You have a boat and you row it. That's right. Beautiful. Big fan, big fan. We have had so many Mr. Strain and Carl conversations already, and and we're only only five episodes into this podcast. So we're going to improv the conversation between the two of them. Here we go. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I was ready. I was strapped in. That would be impressive. You also could add in all the other characters that you've played on Gen Z shows, like the dad in the beginning of Iowa Chapman and the Last Dog. The dad in the beginning of becoming Mother Nature. Yeah. If you need an absent parent, I'm your guy. (laughs) Who are you in the hollow? I see a note that you're in the hollow. Oh, he's my favorite line. He's the one line of the show that steals the whole show for me. And it's, why don't you ask Bill? (laughs) I'm I'm an angry townsperson. That's right. He's kind of freaked out by the headless horseman. So, okay, you're a voice actor. Do you record from home? What's your process getting into character? What kind of characters do you like to play? My family used to live in uh, Brooklyn, and when we moved out to New Jersey, I finally (laughs) had room for a booth, because you can't have a a sound booth in an apartment in New York. So I I set up the booth, and I'd been doing some audiobook work in the city, and I thought maybe I could move that to my home studio. And while I was waiting for that to sort of start up, I started looking into what else was out there. And I discovered that I happened to be in the same 
town as the wonderful Gen Z media. And yeah, so sometimes I actually would go over to Chris Terry's beautiful studio to record, or I can record here in my uh, my booth. And um, I actually uh, uh, got involved in a, in several different audio dramas while while I was waiting for the the audiobooks to happen. And now, the, but but for the past two years, it's been a wonderful blessing with the pandemic to be doing audiobooks, to be able to be a, an actor who would traditionally be working on stage or TV set when none of that was available, to be able to come out to my studio and use my skills and make a living and to also get to tell wonderful stories that Gen Z does. So you unfortunately didn't get to go into the studio with all the the other cast members. No, there was one brief occasion when I was invited and I wasn't able. I have yet to do that. Oh. <laughs> so what's it like when you listen to the show after and suddenly you're in the scenes? It's a lot of fun. Actually, that's one of my, my biggest thrills of listening to the final mix is because I love to hear. You can't imagine that it's all going to come together in a realistic way because you're you're, I'm imagining the other person's lines. It, it's, I love, it's, it's part of the magic. It's also why uh, if I, uh, you know, shoot on a television show, you, you want to see the final product because it's, it's magical. It's magical what you guys do. It's great when you come in here and we get to hang out and, and do the recordings. And might, might I add, though, best sounding guest we've had so far. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, come oh, on. Come on. This, yeah, come absolutely. On. I, it sounds booth, wonderful. I mean, listen to the sound of this booth. This is the kind of things that get me very, very excited. And it's raining outside. So <laughs> That's true. You can't hear it at all. I feel like everybody during the last 18 months had to figure out their stuff. They had to buckle down and figure out how to do this well, right. Well, Graham, and I'm here to tell you. I'm here to tell you that not everybody figured it out. If people haven't figured that <laughs> out yet, then they, there's no hope. There's no hope for them. Do we want to play some Mr. Strain and some Carl classics yes. now, or do we want to wait till we, we get do. to the end? Okay. Yeah, let's play it. We, we have some important questions about Carl, but let's start with Mr. Strain. Give me some credibility here, Okay, guys. we'll start with Mr. Strain. Okay, here's Mr. Strain. Good morning, young lady. Good morning. I'm Mr. Strain, homeroom and science, and you are? I am what? Your name. What's your name? Oh, right. Uh, Holiday. Holiday. I guess you have a couple of those creative parents. I miss the days when my class was full of Jennifers and Williams. Yeah, so, um, are there assigned seats? Why don't you sit up front, next to Brindley, with the silent G? Brindley. Right. So... I have to wonder, what's that guy doing in Juneau, Alaska? Do you have a backstory for Mr. Strain? <laughs> no, I just I just had an archetype. I didn't really figure think about why he uh, what took him there. So one of the things we've had conversations about in the past few episodes before we get to today's uh, episodes to talk about is it seems that, and I know you didn't play it this way, but it, it's come <laughs> off very, very, very interestingly that Carl, the security guard you play at Whittier Corp. No, he's at the Army base. Oh, he's base. at the Army base. Sorry, he's a corporal right. at the Army base. Corporal yeah. at the Army base, right, exactly. Yeah, kind of has a crush on, uh, on Dr. The mom, Monica. Dr. Monica. I so, would say it's canon. Yeah, I think it's canon. <laughs> exactly. So which one do we want to play first? <laughs> Let's play when the kids come to visit yeah. at the base. Okay. Wish my girls were more like you two. Thanks, Carl. We'll catch you on the way out. Uh, hang on, guys. Not so fast. Is there a problem? Working off a new clearance list today, Cyrus. You and Holiday aren't on it. But you know us. I can't let you in. Just following orders. Orders? Orders from who? He's doing his job, Cy. If we're not on the list, then we're not on the list. Sorry to bother you, Carl. We'll see Dad when he gets home. Hey, how's your mom doing? Tell her to come by sometime and bring Birdie, too. You got it. Bye, Carl. I always think of that scene from Back to the Future 
when when Biff goes say hi to your mom for me. Exactly. <laughs> yes. It was. So that, I think it was. I think it was very innocent, and there was no ulterior motive. I don't know. Uh-huh. We haven't played you this clip. Are you ready? Oh yeah. All right. <laughs> Evening, Mr. Anders. Oh, hello, Dr. Anders. Didn't see you in there. Hi, Carl. We were driving back from dinner, and James <laughs> wanted to get my take on the new furniture in his office. At this time of night? <laughs> yeah, we're both so busy. You know how it is. Uh, okay to go in? Let me just run the clearance through the system. Hang on. <laughs> oh, hi, Dr. Anders. I didn't see you oh, in there. Oh, I didn't see you there. That's pretty brazen. like with, with Right in with, front of her husband. Yeah, yeah right yeah. in front of her husband. Jeez, uh, Carl, it's amazing. You played that so you played it so well. It's been it's been a lot of fun actually talking about it. And I think you won. Did Carl win one of the episode uh, MVPs? I can't remember. He may. have. I believe so. Yeah, I think so. And Mr. Strain was nominated once too. Yeah, yeah Mr. Strain was absolutely. That's one of my biggest things with with scripted podcasts and an audio drama is if you have the good fortune to be in a studio with everybody else, that's great. But I find that ninety five percent of the time it's been. It comes down to your ability to imagine how well you can imagine the lines that are being said to you and that you're responding to and to believably deliver your lines in the void. And then later on, you you hear whether how well you did with your guesses. Mm-hmm. That's why I like I love listening back and listening to that because I have no idea if those are going to mesh. Yeah, and so, sometimes it's one of us reading with you. Sometimes mm-hmm, you're doing mm-hmm. it on your own and sometimes it's me pretending to be Holiday. <laughs> or, or James, yeah. which is maybe even harder than imagining. Or sometimes you guys have done a mix already and uh, one of you was filling in. And, yes, and, right. and so I can take your your fine example. Filling in, yeah, the, the examples are not necessarily the most fine. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah. Can I say that one of my favorite things in our, that is now, this is slightly unrelated, but it, it's because, Chris, we now, when we drive past Chris's house, we always say, hey, it's Chris Terry. Um, yes. It's one of our favorite family things now. Uh, and I, I miss it. it. I don't think I've we. I don't think we've heard that recently. So right. Well, You're Jan- also just reading the giant sign on his front yard. <laughs> it does. It does say, "Hey, it's Chris Terry." Right on the front yard. I yeah. Mean. Yep. I also have a name tag that I wear that says, "It's just Hey, it's Chris Terry." Yeah. It's just <laughs> right. Because people only get just, to hear his voice. He needs to be recognized yes, yes. in person. Right, right. We'll exactly. say Jessica is going to have start to have. She's doing more and more of the ad reads for us these days, uh, and I think there's going to be a little bit more. Uh, hey, it's Jessica. You know, that's hey, good. It's that's Jessica. good. That's good. That's good. That's good. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a good uh, jump into today's episodes. What do we got on? What do we got on board, Jess? Well, first we have to have Graham ask Ivan for a brief recap. Ivan, can you tell me a little bit about the episodes we are uh, we're going to talk about today? Sure thing, Mister Strain slash Carl. Episode twenty five. <laughs> When Holiday disappears, Cyrus blames himself, but the Anders family rallies together to find her. Episode 26, Holiday's been gone for days and Bertie can't even eat her pancakes. The middle school principal shows up at the Anders' house with questions, a lot of them. Meanwhile, Brindley bullies Cyrus about Holiday bullying her, but science nerd Casey Dupree comes to the rescue. Cyrus is intrigued. Just when it seems Principal Palais is about to bust James and Monica, Holiday shows up and saves the day. A group hug ensues, but Holiday has conditions. They need to help her find Badger. Episode 27, Holiday reunites with Bertie and Cyrus, and James brings news about Badger, who escapes from the bad guys. When the family goes looking for him, Bertie stows away, because of course she does. They track down the creepy warehouse. But is someone here? I know this is jumping ahead, but can I just jump? Is it 
illegal question mark to have a principal show up at your house and just sit there until you demand to yeah, see I was, your kid? Yeah, I was wondering that as well. I think she's a very involved principal. It's very. I would like to have a principal that came to the house to make sure that my kid <laughs> was doing okay. Yeah, to me, it made me think of the initial sort of the germ of the idea of the principal in Cupid and the Reaper. Yes, very, very I was similar. thinking that too when I was right. listening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, she's hard-nosed. The other part of this is that we're starting to set up suspects for uh, a flashcard. You know, there's somebody in the school. We're a couple episodes away from revealing that there is a spy in the school. So the principal and Mr. Strain and, and everybody who works there and everybody who goes there is, is a suspect. And as a testament to the writers, Dave, and this is just, I'm not going to give anything away. I know we, we give everything away in this uh, show, but maybe not, <laughs> maybe not quite yet. I am always amazed at how often, well, virtually 100% of the time, nobody guesses who Flashcard is. That is true. Yeah. I've never had yeah. any, I've never had anybody guess who it is. And to me, it just seems because we, <laughs> because we show. know it. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, well, we also did the show. It's like, yes. So are we, are we not saying who Flashcard is in this yeah, episode? We can hold off. We can hold off. Are we yeah. swearing to that? Sure. Okay. I think for okay. a bit anyways. Yeah. And uh, I have to say some really great emotional acting here by Zeph and especially. And oh my gosh. Really the Oscar goes episode. to Zeph. Yeah. Jeez Louise. Yeah. What's interesting about these episodes is it's kind of in between the two. So we, the, our first story, which was, can we trust the parents? Our second story is who's flashcard. And in between, it's this fallout from the first part of Holiday learning some of the truth, at least. And uh, and we get a first episode that with, without Holiday in it for the first time in the series. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had a lot of discussion about how long she could be gone for as we were writing it. And also, I think that first episode is just kind of a real emotional episode. It doesn't have a big cliffhanger. It doesn't have action. But I think it's one of those situations where we we earned it by all the action leading up to it. Yeah, you're mm. right. And you're right. And just the scene between uh, between Cyrus and James is just really, really beautiful. I mean, this you really get – to me, this is where it really starts to gel. You can really hear the cast gelling and you can hear like, you know, I mean, he really sounds like his dad in that episode. Yeah, seriously. When I was thinking about that first episode without Holiday, it reminded me in a weird way of in the first episode when we talked about who we decide to be with when Birdie falls into the water. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So instead of tracking Holiday when she leaves, we stay with the family. And I think that's a really interesting choice from like a writer's perspective to choose where the audience stays. Yes. Yeah, and it's the first time, because now this family is honest with each other, it's mm. the first time that we're really able to be with James and Monica as their real selves. You know, we're able to hear what what has been going on because they've been keeping it all a secret, and we, we haven't really gone to them except when we're from the kids' point of view. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Graham, is there anything about these three episodes that, that struck you or listening to them again? I'm trying to remember. We were about to describe the third episode, which I think was intriguing. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we're not quite there yet. What I loved is, uh, I concur with everything you're saying, but I remember, the, the, I think it's in episode, am I right in saying it's episode 27 when Holiday says, uh, you know what, guys, I'm done searching. I'm done. I just want to be a normal kid. That is late. Yeah, that's later on. Because we were, you know what we were doing? I was doing this re-listen with my son, and you get to the end of the three episodes, and my son's and like, we keep, keep going, listening. Yeah. And then, I, and that, so I got that messed up. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, okay. Those scenes are similar. I know what you're talking about, and they are similar to the to the scene in 26. I think that's where the confusion comes. So from. that but was yeah. one of my favorite. That's that's a moment that stood out. So it's all. I'll come back for the next uh, rewind. The other big thing of these three is the introduction of Casey. Casey. Right. This is when we first hear <laughs> yes. her. I love Casey. Oh, she's wonderful. Yes. Yeah. yeah she might be my favorite character. And this is her introduction is so. Um, 
Dave, the way we played it, I like re-listening to it going like, it almost made, like she comes in so confidently that you're like, have we met her before? We haven't. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And you know exactly who she is right away. Yeah. I didn't realize that was, I mean, granted, this is my re-listen too, but I didn't realize that was her first appearance. That's brilliant. Yeah, it was, it was really, really fun. Well, why don't we go on to the categories, Jess? What do we got up? We've got best line. You know, I included Cyrus and James' monologue. We don't have to listen to those, you know, because they're long, but those are the first two. I think I'd like to listen to it. It's a key. Yeah, it's let's sort do of it like, up. It's just really beautiful. I have a binder filled with news articles, notes I made when you guys were acting weird, search listings of random names you and mom would mention, anything that would give me a clue as to what was going on. And then Holiday found the binder and that's what set her off? Dad, I swear, I didn't tell her until she asked. Until she had her own suspicions. But, yeah, then I told her the truth. However much of it I knew. Cyrus, why didn't you talk to us? Honestly, we thought you'd just keep lying. We didn't know if we could trust you and Mom. But we knew we could trust each other. We were partners, and then Birdie joined in and... We were a team. Solving a mystery felt fun. Fun? It's not like I'm picked first for kickball, Dad. It was nice to be captain of something. To, you know, have my own crew. But now it's all falling apart. Everyone is just lying and hiding and running. It's not fun or exciting anymore. It's just scary and sad, and it's my fault. How old is he there? How old is Zeph? Yeah, 14? Yeah, I think 14. Yeah. Oof, man. Zeph. The turn that he makes there is just amazing. Yeah. And I Seriously. love your line, Dave, that I'm not like I'm picked for kickball. That's probably Tom Cassiello's line there. Right. It's great. Really, really good. Well, here's James's monologue, really, just back to back. So, that's what you've been going through. This is not your fault. I think your mom and I underestimated you. I am so sorry we put you in the middle of such a huge lie. And you're right. This is scary. We didn't want to cause either of you this much pain. Sai, we raised you to do the right thing. And you did. You and your sisters. Together. Your mom and I messed up. We make things up as we go too, and sometimes we make a mistake. But now Holiday's in danger. We need to find her, Cyrus. Soon. Okay, now we definitely need a fun line of dialogue after that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay. The next one is also deep. (laughs) So we could skip to any of the Badger lines. I think James's Out of Bed is probably funny. Also, James's podcast or James's truck. That's what I can I do podcast? I want to do podcast. Yeah, yeah, I like that one. That's one of my favorite ones. Or we can listen to a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, kids. Right. It's an ad for us. It's all James lines. Oh, there's the Badger lines. Have you heard about this company, Gen Z? Exactly. (laughs) The Fantastic Four? Great comic. Lousy film. How do you screw up Dr. Doom? That's a good good one. It's a good question. How do you screw up Dr. Doom? (laughs) We got the Badger Taze. Gentlemen, taze any kids lately? (laughs) (laughs) Also good. I don't know what James' truck is. What's that? We'll see. Just stay in the truck. (laughs) Fine. I'll do my lookouting from the truck. 
with the Moana soundtrack on, please? <laughs> I, I remember that was funny. I have to say, as an actor, there you there are those definite moments where you see the line written on the page, and it is the writer has distinctly put periods between every <laughs> yes. word. Here, let us act for you. Yeah, and sometimes sometimes you respect it, and sometimes it's like, look, I will give you some of. The, I will say, stay in the truck, uh, but I but please don't make me do. The whole thing, but he he sold it. <laughs> he sold it. Let's do one yep, more. James James out of bed. What are you doing here? I mean, what are you doing out of bed? <laughs> 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 oh, that one's good. I like that one. I think one. there are some, there are some Casey lines that would also be uh, good candidates, but I know we have a Casey category later. So we have the best we'll character intro, which is yeah. that whole section. So. Yeah. So, well, as the guest today, Graham, you get to pick out of those lines, which, what is your favorite? And, I, you know, it'd be interesting to see if you go with the actorly choice or the comedy choice. Carl and Mr. Strain are not, are not eligible for these guest categories. Sure, sure. <laughs> I'm going to go with the Taze Any Kids Lately. Ah. Yeah, that's a good one. There you go. Mm-hmm. Badger Taze Any Kids Lately is the winner. And then we're moving on to my always favorite category, best sound design. Ah, so the first one I picked, this is a fun game, um, has a lot of sounds in it. So I wanted you guys to try to figure out why I picked this clip. Okay, like, which see. sound is my favorite? Ooh, let me see. Cyrus? Cyrus? Cyrus! Decibels, Dad. Why so loud? Okay, what's my favorite part? Well, first of all, the, the birds are carrying a lot of weight in that scene. That's my favorite part. Is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those birds, they keep getting more. They're like the crickets. They're slightly less expensive than the crickets, but... Uh, right, they definitely right. scattered when the door got kicked over. That's true. That's true. Because <laughs> it's morning. That's yes. how we know it's morning. That's I loved the, the birds. Thing. I That's thought it was thing. great. Right. Exactly. If you yeah. can't play the... You never hear the you never hear the birds in the evening. I also don't know what Zeph did with his voice, but he really sounds like he just woke up there. Yeah, he's got like some gurgling <laughs> in his voice or something. I'm not sure. Well, okay, that's great. I like that the birds the birds I instantly gravitate towards the birds. Uh, we got door sounds. Why did we come back home? Those are good sounds. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. It doesn't sound much like a modern door. It sounds like like a door from like the 1800s into a barn or something. It really does. (laughs) But sometimes, you know, we've talked about it before. Sometimes it's this, you know, you have to go with like what actually sounds like the sound. And sometimes the sound is not the sound of the thing itself. Like sometimes it's just the right sounding door. Like I think it needed to sound like a front door. What else do we got? Footsteps. Oh my gosh. Jess, here we go. Footsteps. Bird? Those are marching footsteps. <laughs> yeah, those are marching footsteps. <laughs> the squeak is so good. Oh, and we have a classic breakfast scene. Breakfast scene. <laughs> nice. Breakfast. <laughs> Little bird, you haven't touched your pancake. Newsflash, Dad. Holiday has been missing for days. And maybe some bad guys took her, so... This pancake is not doing it for me. Ditto on the cereal. Okay, if you're not hungry, then just clear your dishes. Yeah. Ugh. 
Love well, it. It's you know what it is that makes a scene like that for me is like just the depth of it in terms of like you really get a sense that there's something in the background, that somebody's doing dishes far further away, and that mm-hmm. we're at the table. That's what I always try and do is build this sort of three dimensional aspect to the sound so that everything sounds like it sort of has a place in the room. But I love I love breakfast scenes, and you just can't do it without the radio in the background. It feels mm-hmm. so 1975 breakfast. I like the idea that was originally written with everybody eating, and Chris was like, "Guys, we can't. There's not. We, we can't put that many sounds in it. We got to cut some. Chew. Can they not eat? Let's find. Let they're not. They're not hungry. Have them eat, but not eat. Yeah, that's so funny. Can't have. Can't have four mouths. We talked last week, Dave and I, about the uh, about the hug. Remember the hug. Yep. Oh, yeah, we have and, one here. And now yeah. we have an official, I think this is where we discovered the hug. This may have been the first. This is the, this is the moon landing of hug oh, sounds. Yeah, exactly, right here. Should have known a group hug was coming, squeezing a little tight there, Anders. <laughs> yep, holiday with her head buried in her family. Love, yep. love. Her talking into her hand or whatever that is yeah. really sells, sells it. That's well, yeah. that's what you talk, we talked about last week. And we, at some point between last week and now, that's what we figured out was like, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, last week, I mean, between the episodes we did last week and this week's episodes. We went into the lab and experimented and came up with, put your arm <laughs> over your mouth. Because <laughs> exactly. if you had just had that rustling of cloth and, and she could have just responded like, why are you opening that uh, parachute in here? Exactly. That would have also worked. That would have <laughs> totally worked and gone another way. Got something That's here funny. called scene transition. I think I know where to find your friend. <laughs> Love. Nothing like dropping a big uh, explosive um, And the little ticking sound. Yeah. It would have been even better. Now I'm just thinking like, I know where to find your friend. Boom. If you follow me, right. <laughs> just, just, right. this way. <laughs> Sorry, drop my phone. <laughs> my enormous phone. Uh, doorbell sequence. What if they? Cyrus probably forgot his lunch again. So I thought about this one today too, just as I was listening to it, because that might be the longest walk to a door, I think. I know, I was like, their done. house is huge. A very long entryway, apparently. <laughs> but it's, it works really. Like, I imagine they're in the kitchen and he's walking through the living room or whatever yeah. to the door. Right. And I was so happy to hear that we let it go that long, because he really does seem to disappear out of the room. And then all of a sudden we cut to being right with him. So we understand right. that cut in such a great way. Yeah, that was one of my favorites of the uh, of listening, I think. Did you work through the logic of Cyrus ringing the bell to get back in? Why do they think it's Cyrus? Oh, instead of just opening the door because it's, you know. Narratively, I realize the, the conceit, but it's like, I'm, and you can kind of go in your mind, yeah, okay, I guess, I guess if he left and he closed the door behind him, and he didn't want to get his keys out, and he, <laughs> so he would exactly. maybe ring the bell because it's faster. Making his parents get up, yeah. He seems like the kind of guy that would lock the door behind him. Yeah. yeah. You're so it, right. It all works. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if I squint, it exactly. works. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. Well, so Graham, what's your favorite, uh, what's your favorite sound design that uh, the guest gets to pick? I'm going to go with the breakfast. Ah, oh, good choice. Yeah, it's yeah. a good one. Breakfast always wins. It's for champions. We love breakfast. Especially Pop-Tarts. <laughs> exactly. Really? Okay. That's fine. <laughs> Bacon and eggs. What do we got next? Best character intro. Best character intro. Okay. I think canonically it would be Principal Pale first and then Casey Dupree. Right. Yeah. 
this category is is not really a fair competition. Right, right. <laughs> right. No. I think it's a uh, palais. palais. What if they Cyrus probably forgot his lunch again. Mr. Anders. Yes? We haven't had the pleasure of meeting yet. My name is Anne-Marie Palais. I'm the new principal at Whittier Middle School. Is Holiday home? Creepy. With the music, it's like the worst principal, like the scariest <laughs> principal ever. Right. Now we got Casey Full. Ugh. Do you have a lawyer? Holiday is going to be in so much trouble for what you did to me. Dude, Brinley, Holiday did the same thing to me. Just attacked me like a wolverine crossed with a honey badger. See? The girl's a monster in the making. Even Kathy here. Casey. Casey Dupree? That's what I said. Casey is a victim. And one who wears glasses, no less. So many have suffered. I say we take her down, Brindley. Agreed. Cool. Let's do this. High five. Did you just take a photo of us? To what? Prove we're friends? Kinda lame. And desperate. Actually, it proves you're a liar, Brindley. What? Thought you couldn't move your arm over your head. But what's that? That's a pic of you going up high. But I... Ew! No wonder you have no friends. Bye. Thanks for visiting. I didn't need your help, Casey. I wasn't helping you. I just wanted to see Brinley squirm. The girl has tortured me and my kind forever. Your kind? Science nerds. People smarter than she thinks she is. You know. Us. The pic's on Instagram in case you want it. Not that I think she has a lawyer or anything. But just in case, she has no case. Gotta go. Later, Cyrus. Later, Casey. And Cyrus is instantly in love. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. With who? She's, she's his match. She's his, yeah, exactly, with who? Yeah. Because <laughs> those who know the, the story. That's what's also fun, listening to early episodes and thinking, knowing where it goes and knowing the journey of Cyrus and uh, and Brinley mm -hmm. right and and not believing it when you're listening to that right never happen <laughs> yeah i love casey i love isabella i mean i think she's fantastic i'm a big chloe lovejoy fan as well but i think that's a great character intro and when you first listen to it you are like oh everybody knows her -ish. do i know her like right. did i forget you it's know the way that he says casey it sounds like she he knows her or at least if she, you can, can picture it like they obviously have seen each other right was she cast a little bit later on uh yeah we didn't bring her, that character in i mean we cast her you know right before we started playing those scenes yeah the idea was that they were in class together she and cyrus already knew each other from class at least right I've been waiting for her introduction. It was really nice to hear it. It was really nice to hear it. Agreed. Again. I don't think that's necessary a category. I think it's she wins. It's she a wins. real it's a real mismatch. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no contest. Totally unfair. Totally unfair. Casey's a top seed for sure. And this sounds like a Dave category coming up next, which which uh, which sounds really good. Chris and Dave creep everyone out. <laughs> it's it's a new category. Team creep. So I will say this threw me in a different way because as we've said before, I think we're in the middle of doing the uh, Spanish language translation of six minutes. And so I've been having to go back and in, in, into the old files and and find uh, all the old sessions, which back in those days we didn't. I didn't have the greatest numbering system, so <laughs> going back and finding them, especially right in this stretch of episodes when we get to uh, 
kind of 26, 27, 28 area. I kept confusing myself going into this session because I would hear myself as the voice over the speaker and say to myself, well, this couldn't be the session because Dave was the voice. Because <laughs> I was the voice the previous time. Yes, yes. Realizing now after listening to it that I was the voice and I just, what I'm listening to is a session where I hadn't put the filter, this creepy filter on it, has helped me sort of uh, relax a little bit about <laughs> not knowing where these episodes are living. If I had to guess why we switched. Yeah, yeah I was I, wondering, why did we switch? My guess would be that I did both voices when we were editing it or when we were recording it in the studio. Right. And then we decided, well, let's leave me in as the, the creepy guy in the room and instead <laughs> replace the creepy guy on the microphone. This should be fun. Yeah. <laughs> Freak. Yeah, so I think that's probably what happened. Because usually when we were in the studio recording, I would be in the booth with a microphone and I would read all of the lines of the people who weren't there that day. So the actors had mm. someone to play off of. Um, and then usually we would replace those lines. But occasionally, occasionally my voice would stay in. Do we have this one? It's the cold open. It's the cold open. Okay, I'll just play the very open. Gotta get out of these chains. No use trying to get free, Badger. Make this easier on yourself by simply answering my question. The Four. The Fantastic Four? Great comic, lousy film. How do you screw up Dr. Doom? Enough! I tried to make this easy on you, but you leave me no choice. You may remember my friends. This is gonna be fun. Gentlemen, teasing any kids lately? No? I mean, surely there's a friendlier way to catch people, isn't there? Look, let's practice. Yeah, right, freak. You know who I... <laughs> yeah, right, freak. Yeah. I imagine that I'm like <laughs> pounding my fist into my hand there as I'm walking into the room. Well, that was, uh, yeah, that that took me on just a, some mental gymnastics today, listening to that and figuring out how how we ended up doing that. Just the switcheroo is. I want to know what the guy, the guy who comes in punching his, you know, hand into his fist, what's the rest of his day like? <laughs> yeah. Is it pretty chill or is he always mad? Well, you know, he gets up, he gets, yeah, he goes for a jog, he gets coffee. Well, I imagine there's always, first of all, there's always two of them. So they get coffee in the morning right? and they're walking Together. to work. And it's like, so what do we got on today? I don't know. They captured some kid. <laughs> oh yeah. Exactly. So we're going to go talk to him. Yeah. No, we're going to, we're going to punch him up. Maybe yeah. we're not going to punch him. Right. Ah, oh, that should be fun. He has Zoom meetings <laughs> yeah. like everybody he's else. Got general, right, he's got work right. to do. And then at the end of the day, it's like, how do I let off some steam? Oh, right. We got that kid. Right. right. Yeah. Right. He gets a Slack message. And time to beat up that kid. Yeah, yeah. The boss has notes for him. He's got to do <laughs> right. Job. Right. Ugh. He's just taking out his frustrations. I love that. Um, I love that category, Dave. That was fun. That was like the confusing category. I'm sure we'll be we'll, we'll return someday to Chris and Dave creep everyone out. Oh yeah, that's true. Of course, yeah. of course. We're keeping, we must. we're keeping track of all these categories, the custom ones. Um, next up is best cliffhanger, which was interesting because these episodes were not very cliffhangery. Yeah, I think it's like Dave said, this is when we sort of starting a new, definitely starting some new directions in the story and starting to set up the flashcard stuff, right? Right, right. Here's one we have here called, uh, of course she'll come back. She has to, right? Of course she'll come back. We're a team. We're family. She'll come back. She has to come back. She, she has to, right? Zeph. Uncertainty. Yeah, that's a good one. Then we got um, Help Me Find Badger. I'll stay out of trouble at school if you help me find the person who knew me before you did. The only one who can help me get the answers I need. Help me find Badger. 
That one's fun. That one's fun. Because it introduces the next plot. And if you've forgotten about Badger, you don't anymore. Right. Of course. Did you hear that? Badger? Shh. Is someone there? That's always a good one to go out. Am I right in saying there there was no one there? I think so. I think you're right. There was nobody there. They've already left. Yes, I think what happens next is that Birdie sneaks up on them and freaks them out. Because they travel. So they went to the, they go to the the warehouse. It's a very, you know, there's suspensefulness. They're, they're creeping around. But there's ultimately no one there. That's right. They find the chains. Yeah, there's some evidence there. We found a way to get Birdie almost, you know, dead. But all the, the threats were of their, their own making for that little trip. <laughs> That's right. And what we ultimately get out of the trip is the note that Badger has written, which says that there's a spy in the school. Right, right, right. And that was in his jacket. It was in his coat. Right. Ah. Correct. Yep. So of those three cliffhangers, uh, Graham, what do you think? I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with Cyrus's. She has to write because wow. uh, it was such a plaintive. I, I really appreciated what the actor was, what he Zeph was doing in terms of. Uh, we need to hear the uncertainty in your voice. I loved it. Yeah, great. Yeah, awesome good stuff. Choice. Awesome choice. What do we got next? MVP, most valuable player. Yo. So I think Dave picked these ones, and I thought they were good. James, Cyrus, Holiday, or Birdie? <sighs> I mean— So Casey's—we can't vote for Casey. Yeah, I don't think she I was, don't think we have enough yet. Yeah. No, that's yeah. fair. I mean, I think it's between Cyrus and James, right, obviously. I agree. It's tough because they both do such a good job in that scene. I mean, I would argue, can we give it to both of them as scene members? Sure. I think so. Only, we, we can only break the trophy in half. We only have a Dunkin' Donuts coupon. We only have one Dunkin' Donuts coupon to give. <laughs> they, can share, they can split the donut in half. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a saw that can cut in half a metal trophy? <laughs> sure. Which one are you? Okay, cool. If we Great. don't, I'll find one. Send it to your house. Great. Awesome. Yeah, one of them awesome. gets the base. James and, and Cyrus. One of them gets the hoverboard, the, the metal hoverboard on top of the trophy. <laughs> right. They can pick. All right. I'm happy with those answers. Beautiful. Did you have some other other thoughts, Jess? You always, you always throw in some... Uh... I always got something. Let's see. Oh, I thought it was good that we employed Dr. Farber again. Yep. Mm-hmm. Dr. Farber gets her her check for the session. You know, Holiday's pensiveness of, of figuring out who she is continues with that. So that device continues to pay off. Mm-hmm. I had a, a note, Brindley was right, question mark. I don't remember what it was, though. Yeah, that was a, a category that we had talked about a long time ago, right? The idea that Brindley was right about everything and right. all of this. Well, here's, here's, oh, yes. here's the clip. Well, well, well. Enjoying your pizza, Silas Sanders? It's Cyrus, Brindley. Whatever. So, your sister is in hiding or something? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> she is on to them. She is always right. Brindley's right. Brindley's always right. Ugh. Gosh. What a good character. But yeah, yeah, I think that's all I had for these ones. Really great writing and acting all around. I still can't believe you You had the audacity to bring them together. I just love it. It's my favorite, <laughs> love, tri- favorite love triangle ever. Yeah. Cyrus gets two girlfriends. He does. <laughs> mm-hmm. I forget, Dave, was that always a thing from the beginning, or was that after we sort of um, saw how great Ava was at playing Brinley? And- yeah, it came. It was definitely not planned. I remember at a certain point having that thought, wouldn't it be fun to put those two together? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I love it, I love it. Let's figure it out. How do you get there? 
Well, great. Right, well, yeah. uh, the principal's at the door, so I have to go soon. <laughs> yeah, mine, me too. Yeah, the principal Pele's knocking at my door. I gotta, I, gotta, I gotta go put the coffee on. <laughs> I, find, I gotta start that walk now if I'm gonna get there before. <laughs> Graham, thank you so much yeah, for coming on. Thank you for having me, everybody. I can't uh, wait to hear what you guys do next and continue, obviously, with this uh, the rewind journey, too, through the show. Absolutely. Thank We've you. We've got so many more dads for you to play. <laughs> so many. <laughs> so many more terrible dads for you to play. Uh, yeah. I, mean, I love you, but I've got to go on a trip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jess, I hear music. I hear. What, what do we got next? What do we got next? Ah! Okay, next up, we're listening to episodes 28 through 30. Listen to those. If you want to audition, email me at jessica at gzmshows.com. Peace, love, and oboes. Peace, love, Peace, and, love and oboes. oboes. I'm Amy. I'm Oded. I'm Ethan. I'm Awa. And, and we're, we're a GZM family. Join us and listen to Fourth and Inches. Here, Here we, we go, brownies. Here we go. Hoo, Three years ago, Brinley Pasternak helped the Anders family uncover the truth about holidays past. Now, she'll need them to help her find the truth about hers. Six Minutes Out of Time is the long-awaited sequel to the most downloaded family audio adventure in history. When Cyrus is found unconscious near the mysterious Elixir Academy in Florida, Brinley learns the school may have a shocking connection to her missing mother. All new episodes are available one week early and ad-free for GZM subscribers. Visit gzmshows.com to learn more.